Hello and welcome back to WandaVision Vision! Woo! <laughs> I don't know why, it's not really spooky. Hey, my name is Justin Barron. I am a co-host of MC Who, a Marvel movie podcast. And with me, I have my friend Ben Wint. Hi! That was spooky, yeah. goodness. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that fake theremin thing you did. You, I saw you hide under the desk there. I that did, was, uh... I did, yeah. People at home don't know, yeah, but on the Zoom call, I did hide under the yeah, desk. He was real spooked. Ben, um, I know uh, last time on our first episode, I talked a little bit about my podcast, MC Who. Um, for my listeners who may be listening and don't really know about Disney+, Plus, plus Ben, plus Friends... Why don't you talk a little bit about your podcast today? Yeah, so my podcast was very much born out of the uh, the quarantine. I just missed seeing people and wanted like a <laughs> a framing excuse to to talk to friends. So I I realized I was like, if I pick, I kind of wanted to do a movie podcast, and then I thought that was maybe just a little too broad, like one degree too broad. And then I was like, if I pick Disney Plus, we can talk about Marvel, we can talk about Star Wars, we can talk about Pixar, and then like now. Like, I just saw randomly, like, Isle of Dogs is on Disney Plus now, too. So, like, I guess Wes Anderson's fair game as well. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, what I really like about the show is I do recurring segments, like the Mr. Potato Head Award for um, who does the most with the least amount of screen time and uh, things like that. Uh, the Boba Fett Award for what would be the coolest toy from the movie. And so I, I try to kind of, like, frame it in such a way that, like, even if you haven't seen the movie in 10 years, or maybe even if you haven't seen it at all, you can still listen to the episode and feel part of the conversation because of the little frames. But, uh, totally. yeah, you and Andy were on the Iron Man episode. Actually, it was one of the very first episodes. But if, if people have found my show through this, go go back and listen to that. That was yeah. the, the first crossover of, event. Or actually, <laughs> I guess I did Hercules first. You did I Hercules, was on the Hercules first, episode, yeah. so. Which is a fantastic episode. It we, is a very, we, very We made a musical episode. movie of Hercules, <laughs> which has never been done before. <laughs> <laughs> not with the Marvel um, stamp. Yeah, <laughs> not with the Marvel stamp on it. Yeah, man. No, Disney Plus, plus Ben, plus Friends. Such good, such good listening. I I just love your creativity and your segments. Like, I'm Thanks, so man. jealous. And it's blended over, it's bled over into, into WandaVision Vision, and I'm just so impressed with it. I think it's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm obsessed with, like, formatting. My All my favorite podcasts have, have recurring yeah. radio. You know, you know, well, you know, definitely taking the... The, right. the move from like terrestrial radio but yeah thank you i i enjoy that that's, very much that's like what we're allergic to over at mc who we, don't, we, don't, <laughs> we, like, just, we just kind of throw uh, shit together <laughs> well, can, can we leave it up to a die can, can like a random number? <laughs> yeah, yeah. we try to get as most as, as least amount of planning as possible awesome well listen uh to disney plus with for those blend plus friends. That's so hard to say fast. You ever say it fast? I like only that? have yeah. I only have dumb names for my podcast. Like <laughs> let's let's be honest. I was the one who pushed for WandaVision Vision. There's Disney oh, Plus so plus Ben though. plus friends. Uh, the, there's a spinoff show where I talk with my buddy Dan about The Simpsons. It's called Kang. This no, it's called Disney Plus plus Ben plus Dan plus Kang plus Kodos. Oh and my then, god! And then uh, uh, Ben <laughs> Disney Plus plus Ben plus Little Baby Yoda is the Mandalorian spinoff. So yeah, I, I only do like uh, Fiona well, Apple Panic at the Disco song title. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, comparatively, I think WandaVision Vision is the it's best the name. Then I tried to meet you halfway, man. I tried to. Meet you halfway. Yeah, um, has to be pronounceable. Um, awesome. <laughs> well, welcome back. This is uh, we're going to be covering episode three of yes. WandaVision Vision. Um, 
And so, just a uh, quick heads up, spoilers abound for everything so far that's Full happened spoilers. in WandaVision. Yeah. Um, uh, I said WandaVision Vision earlier, didn't I? That's okay. Anyway, point is... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if I said it right or whatever. Spoilers for WandaVision Vision, too. Yeah, I do, yeah. <laughs> I do that all the time with uh, with MC Who, where I'll, I'll reference the MCU, but I'll call it the MCU. Sure. Um, You're like, damn. Edward Norton is my second favorite Hulk in the MCU. <laughs> um awesome so let's go ahead and assemble this infinity gauntlet let's do it and as always we are going to start with the soul stone which is the best moments just the best moments of the episode yeah what do you think uh wow so much here and uh, you know i think i i'm i'm already predicting that a theme for me is that the soul stone and the time stone are gonna are kind of gonna blur together a little bit totally. because i think their use of time so i'll save i'll try to save the period specific stuff for later i thought that the coolest part of this episode was we're, th- we're three episodes in now we've kind of established what the rhythm of the show is what the magic trick is what what's going on in a in a big picture sense and i thought that the way that this episode played with our expectations of dread and mm. our expectations of what could go wrong and juxtaposed to that with a pregnancy and waiting for a baby and th- that device masterfully. I thought that like very early on, the neighbor was like using the hedge trimmer, cutting through the, you know, th- through the cinder block wall. Yeah. And then like ve- like they, they wasted no time like, like that. I feel like happened like two minutes into the episode, maybe less. It was just like, yeah, stuff's wrong. We get it. And then all the stuff with Wanda being pregnant and things being like, like, so like, you know, she said, oh, I felt it flutter. And then the butterflies turn real and then like flew away. And the mm-hmm. way that it played with us as an audience in the real world, knowing, oh, she's not in control of her powers right now. That's scary. That's objectively scary. That's that a mutant or whatever, I guess, technically she isn't a mutant, maybe, but I think she's going to be uh, like <laughs> that has this level of power, but not controlling it is terrifying. And instead, they found these funny ways to use it. Now, you know, like the kitchen fritzing out and the soap going everywhere and all of that. The fake contraction, uh, her water breaking and then the water, all of that. I just loved it again, especially because I liked the way that it was like really blurring together uh the like the fear of being an expecting parent and the fear of not knowing what's going on in this world and the fear of us as an audience kind of beyond the fourth wall knowing what she's capable of all my favorite moments of the sh- of this particular episode were stemmed from that tree how about you yeah yeah i so overall i just you know felt uh, the first two episodes of this show were uh very much you know, wow, this is crazy. Wow, what's going on? I have no idea what to expect here. I have no idea where this is going. And all of a sudden, in just one episode, in just 30 minutes of time, I'm like, yep, okay, I have some clear theories. I have a clear vision. It's like, they just kind of culminated everything into what, and I think a lot of it came from every moment. So I think think my answer to this question is just, my favorite moments were the ones where, Things were breaking. Things were cracking. We were getting, uh, you know, chipping away, you know, the layers uh, more and more. Every time that someone said an ominous thing, kind of like you said about the dread, um, every time that, uh, you know, we got a little hiccup or we rewind or, you know, anything like that. Oh, the rewinds. Yeah, Yeah. the rewinds messed with me. Yeah. 
totally. I, I, uh, <laughs> I, this is not worth it. I shouldn't have. I, you, this is so, I'll, I'm at <laughs> no, least, you have I'll give to. you the pre- you have now to, I now. have to. You said, uh, I have a clearer vision and I started to say, well, that's because he was in color in this episode. Oh God. <laughs> I yes. shouldn't have said it. I'm sorry. No, um, I wish. I thought, okay. So speaking of comedy. I liked the the visual comedy of trying to hide the belly from Geraldine. I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. I thought we were about to get like, do you know that scene in Austin Powers where they keep concealing their genitals? Or various <laughs> yes, subjects? yes. I thought we yes. were going to get that. I kind of wish that they would have even for like 30 more seconds. Like even if she had just had to cover up her belly with two or three more objects, I would I would have liked that. But um, <laughs> I thought that was maybe the funniest part of the episode. I, I thought that was yeah. truly funny. But yeah. Um, yeah, so, I think going back to what you said before I derailed it for my horrible dad joke, the, those moments where you're starting to peel back the like the actual story and the cracks mm-hmm. in it and the, the way that Wanda, yeah, like the, the rewinds. And then like I thought when she starts singing this Sokovian lullaby uh, and recalling I was a twin, like you're yes. like, whoa, at the, yes. at the start of the first episode, you guys couldn't figure out what the 23rd on the calendar was. And then like now you're like. Yeah, I, I had a I had a twin brother and yeah, right. so like those moments I agree um were were really compelling and and yeah. like spooky occasionally. Going back Definitely. to your intro, going back to your intro, it was spooky Ooh. at moments. Yeah. <laughs> um the uh yeah, yeah, I wrote down I wrote that down Wanda talking about Pietro uh, singing the song um Dr. Stan wanting to escape uh, uh yes. the jump the cut with vision. Ad. The, the, yeah, the hydrosoke hydrosoke when you when you want to w- get away yeah and then the yeah. two the two big things and i i i hate to do this because you may have written these down for this again like you said the time stone maybe bleed a sure, little bit sure. into this one but um the the two other big things the music as always yes top notch just so so good you know yes. the um, daydream believer the monkeys yes. yeah it was yeah just the, oh so my god it was like the help me want help me Rhonda. <laughs> Yes, uh, absolutely. And that use of like the Hammond B3 organ, uh, mm-hmm. which is such a 1960s sound mm-hmm. throughout was incredible soundscaping. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I loved the Brady Bunch intro, you know, the Oh my the theme. gosh, yes. Um, they're killing it. Every one of these songs, I just look forward to what, what it's going to be next. Yeah, I uh, totally And then agree. finally, the final moment that kind of like really just was like, whoa, the, the switch to widescreen, right? Oh my gosh. Did you notice that? Gosh. Right? I thought that ruled. Yes. Yeah. Like it, the switch, or like the aspect ratio switches, you suddenly become very aware of like, I think that would be like a really good moment if, if there was like a friend who was like, yeah, I don't really see aspect ratio. I don't really see camera lenses and things like that. I would like that would be such a good moment to be like, watch this. Yeah. And you will you will for the first time in your life in a concrete way, watch, you know, and like, yeah, yeah. I thought that was a really cool move. I've hardly ever seen anything use that trick. Um, I feel like, uh, gosh, was the show with Julia Roberts on Amazon that that show did that um, uh, homecoming homecoming played yeah, with aspect yeah. ratio a little bit that. as a narrative framing device. But what what a smart directing choice! I absolutely love that. Yeah, agreed. Cool, cool moment. All right, well, let's move on um, to the space stone, stone, stone. Best use of uh, set and prop, or prop. yes, I thought uh, for me it was all about that stork. I thought this. I think that was a fully yeah, CGI stork, and uh, I couldn't get over it. 
Uh, yeah. Speaking of homecoming, I think there's a stork in homecoming as well. That's weird. Uh, on Amazon Prime. Uh, <laughs> there that's so is. Strange. You're so right. weird. Uh, but yeah, the stork, the which I believe was fully CGI, looked incredible. I I loved it. I loved the moment where it was in the nursery up against the hand painted stork. I I just thought that was cool. I couldn't get over it. I also thought. Um, since this was our first use of color, like, you know, other than like uh, red accents. Yeah. Well, and you like the helicopter popping out and stuff like that. Right, I thought right. the 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 multiple coats bit where her coat kept changing. Like first it was this very oh, warm yeah. blue coat and there was this like rubbery yellow raincoat. And then it was a fur, which she kind of was like, ooh, I like the fur. I That was uh, very charming. And I, I don't know. Sometimes when I I think my favorite thing about like film and television is is like there's certain ways in which moving images as a collection can tell a story that like no other art form really can. And I thought that's like one of those moments where like, that would be a fun comic book panel, but it's so much more fun, like watching it happen on television, watching it, the magic of it and the colors and the shapes and the textures. I just, I, yeah, yeah. I, that, I like, I know that's a really little detail, but I was obsessed with it. I actually rewound it. I was like, that was, I was, <laughs> That, I liked the way it made my brain feel. What, what were your <laughs> favorite awesome. uses of space? What'd you like? Um, something that my wife, Deanna, had uh, mentioned um, that I really hadn't thought about too much, but when she's giving birth and they're using the couch to kind of hide it, um, mm. was like a very, I, I, you know, I don't know that I've ever seen that in a sitcom before, but just yeah. the idea of like using the scenery to hide from the in-studio audience. You know what I mean? Like, that idea, it's very theatrical. Um, yes, it is. And, it's very stage play. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was just kind of, I don't know, it just kind of stuck out in a good way. Um, and then, uh, yeah, for me, the only other thing was was the stork as well. Um, yeah. Uh, what a, I think... What? crazy I, the stork and, and the butterflies but yeah yeah yes and the butterflies yeah. both of those just totally tricked my brain especially for something that's not like the moment where she tried to use her scarlet magic to make the stork disappear there's like the mm -hmm. red smoke and then the yeah. stork emerged from it like gosh that's just great i also just <laughs> it, it, like when the house the whole house was going wild and like the painting was spinning on the wall yes. and the fireplace was going cuckoo bananas that that was that was really cool because again going back to my my soul stone I, I liked that it was funny and cool to watch but also that i know because of the rules of what her powers can do that it was scary at the same time i liked that yeah yeah agreed well let's move right along to the time stone now this is the best use of the era or period right so I don't know what stuck out to you. I mean, I've got to go back to what you said, the, the theme song, the monkeys, like uh, Partridge Family, Brady Bunch, family comedy. You know, uh, mm -hmm. I loved the staircase. It, 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 it's so 1960s. Like, it's a, such an impractical. I'm obsessed with that kind of Frank Lloyd Wright, like futurism as yeah. aesthetic. I love conversation pits. I always tell uh, my wife, I'm like, someday we will own a house with a conversation pit. And she says, no, we will not, because. Uh, you're a musician and podcast host, and I am a uh, I'm a teacher. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I like uh, that you always tell your wife that, and she always gonna, says that back yeah, to you. Like, no, no, it's we will just... never have enough money for a house that has a conversation pit. Uh, but yeah, I thought, um, yeah, again, that Hammond B three organ just throughout was just like a great 
touched, you know, there's certain sounds that are so indicative of certain eras. And for me, that's, that is always one. Uh, I thought this is so specific, but I thought the use of Bermuda that the doctor couldn't wait to go to Bermuda felt so explicitly 1960s. So like (laughs) beach boys. So like, I, I don't know why, but like, I feel like today, if you like a modern, like in, in like modern family or whatever, like they'd mm-hmm. be like, oh, we're going to Fiji. Like, I feel like the, the go to like right. comic shorting is Fiji right now. And yeah, it was such a specific detail. But I'm, oh, my gosh, you're so right. Like, I can picture Alice, the housekeeper from the Brady Bunch being like, oh, can't wait to go to Bermuda next month. I don't know. It just felt so 1960s. I loved that detail. And uh, in gender, like in general, I found the use of gender stereotyping in this episode of, you know, about a magic baby to be really clever and like a little bit like, you know, a little bit. Let's pat ourselves on the back because we've, you know, come a long way, you know, still obviously further to go. But like, yeah, as far as like gender equality and, and sexism, and things like that. And I did like the way the doctor said to Geraldine, like, you did such a good job. Maybe you could be a nurse. And, you know, like there were there were moments like that Uh that I thought were like funny, but also effective at being really endearing to especially Wanda, but Wanda and Geraldine. And then also because Vision isn't sexist like that, it ends up being endearing to him. Like it's it's this really nice technique where like it simultaneously is just funny and entertaining haha but then also endears you to the characters it's supposed to endear you to and make you care a little bit less about the characters that like i'm increasingly thinking aren't real people maybe or you know um yeah yeah yeah. so those are my Um, favorite moments of of time how about you yeah no, I, I wrote the exact same thing, actually, <laughs> once more. Um, That's so boring, was, I'm sorry. It was just, I know, I know, it's okay, it's okay. Honestly, I like, all, the, all of the meat of this episode comes in the last couple uh, stones oh, we have. Oh, we're so. going to have so much to talk um, about here in a second anyway. I, one last little quick, quick team time, time thing uh, that I don't want to forget is the, the realization that the sword logo and the peace sign are similar shapes mm. and... That, you know, like peace sign necklaces is so 1960s, especially like late 60s, early 70s. And yep. uh, I, I thought the realization to include that was really cool. Sorry. Well, uh, and, and that actually I was going to bring up what. So last week we talked about with the Mind Stone, we talked about our theories for the following week, right? Um, yes. Or something that we thought would happen. And I thought yours, yours was a little more about the time and about, uh, you know, hippies versus kind of, you know. Oh, yeah, uh, that's right. I thought we'd get more counterculture. Kind of there's a but, teeny bit but of it. The but th- th- yeah, yeah. yeah be the, more. the interesting thing is that in a way we kind of did, I felt. Um, and this mm-hmm. is going to refer to the, the bit with Agnes and Herb and they're kind of gossiping about Geraldine. Um, and it it, with what you just said about the, the, you know, the sword logo kind of looking like a peace logo in a way it was kind of like this, oh, well, she's an outsider. She's not like us. Uh, you know, what's she doing inside your house? The kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so I, I think we did get a little bit of that and I was, I was pretty impressed. Um, uh, you got it. You got it, man. Um, uh, for the record, I was also correct with my theory, but we'll get to that later. Um, so, yeah, let's move on to the reality stone. Uh, these are just any moments that kind of pulled you out of it. Anything that felt like a mistake or maybe just wasn't cohesive. I didn't have any, like last time I, you know, had my, um, actually the Beach Boys were from the 60s. Uh, but like, <laughs> yeah. I definitely didn't have anything like that. There wasn't anything that was like 
anachronistic that I caught. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think that the, the closest for me would just be that. And I don't even totally mean what I'm about to say, but like, I guess I thought maybe that this episode would have, because of how quickly it started, like I said, like one of the first things we saw is the neighbor using the hedge trimmer through the cinder block. I was a mm-hmm. little surprised that tr- for the most part, this whole episode still stayed in a like self-contained sitcom format. I kind of thought yeah. that what happened at the very end was going to happen like three or four minutes sooner. And so mm-hmm. maybe just the tiniest bit that pulled me out of like, I wouldn't say it pulled me out of like my viewing experience, but I did have the conscious thought of like, how many minutes into this is this and how many minutes are left? Because I'm kind of surprised we haven't burst out of the mold just a little bit more. So I know that's really nitpicky and I'm loving the show, so I don't even totally mean it. But I would be honest and say that, like, I got pulled out just the tiniest bit by that. How about you? Mine's not too dissimilar. Uh, It's less about the overall arc of the show and more just uh, a scene in this episode for me personally the stork bit with geraldine's monologue about work it, i just felt like it went on too long i don't know oh, i don't know what i it was. totally agree i totally agree yes yeah 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 and and I, I kept waiting for the monologue to like mean something or like to lead up to something mm-hmm. but it just kind of was like a bunch of like it, it just seemed like they were filling time to have a, a bunch of stork funny moments uh and i was just like okay we i mean i don't know i feel like I've had my fill of this maybe a minute ago, but, um, but and again, that's nitpicky, <laughs> I, I, you know, but I a hundred percent agree. Like, I don't have anything to add other than again, boring. I agree. I, I was, I, I was like, this is just, I think maybe that's why I said, I thought we were going to get a little bit of the Austin powers fruit bowl thing. Like, like it was kind of like, what are we doing? Right. This is a weird use of our 22 minutes this week. Yeah. Yeah. That that's it for me though. I mean like, cool. It, yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. Um, all right, moving along. The Power Stone. Who won this episode, Ben? Who do you think won? Uh, you know, if if we're going to consider the fact that Vision won the last episode with the magic and with the ideas of illusion and that kind of thing, I personally felt like Wanda just Justin, this, this is episode. the most boring podcast episode ever. We're just going to agree nonstop. Agree, I completely agree. <laughs> I, like, I need to like just start disagreeing with you just because. I completely agree. <laughs> I thought, um, you know, uh, Caitlin Olsen was, that's her name, right? No, Elizabeth. No, Elizabeth Olsen. No, oh, right. Because, yeah. Uh, uh, I thought she was absolutely glowing and radiant and so magnetic and charismatic and charming and beautiful. And uh, what a performance. Yeah. I. I you know, and then Wanda herself was just compelling. The use of magic was simultaneously terrifying and fun and funny. The yeah, the way in which she is the person in like, you know, for lack of better terms, in charge in this relationship, you know, mm-hmm. um, like, well, you know, naming the kids and things like that, you know, like she needed vision to compromise on naming, you know, when he thought there was just one baby, Tommy, right. the name she wanted, you know, uh, I, I, yeah, she totally won the episode and it, it was her yeah. show and it, yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. And there have been moments where I have asked myself a little bit, what am I missing about Elizabeth Olsen? There have been moments where I'm like, you know, the the like when you look at like the Avengers cast, it's like truly some of the absolute biggest movie stars on the planet. She really hasn't had too much breakaway success outside of this. You know, there's like mm-hmm. a little bit of a like 
Mark Hamill after Star Wars kind of thing, you know? And, like, uh, this episode, I was like, I get it. I finally, I finally truly see what whatever the producers or casting director or whatever saw. And I, I now completely go back and think, actually, I think the problem is that they probably haven't given her enough to work with and, and mm-hmm. like, as far as Agreed. dialogue and things like that. I, I now Agreed. think she's, like, a total star, and I, I would love to see her lead a movie at some point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I can't wait to get that co-star at least she's supposedly going to co-star with benedict cumberbatch and dr that's right and and, she doesn't have a title card on it but sure but uh, yeah she could have just she could have been off screen the entire episode and then just had that scene with geraldine singing the song yep remembering pietro and then kicking geraldine out and i mean she still would have won the episode Uh, And that's not even including the entirety of giving birth and making it somehow comical and yet also, like, surprising because it was happening at the speed of minutes. Uh, Yeah. So, yeah, just just a powerhouse for Elizabeth Olsen this episode. Um, Fantastic. Um, All right. The Mind Stone. The final stone to complete this gauntlet. Mm. Ben, what is going to happen next time? Okay. And before before you start with that, real quick, let me just mention my Mind Stone theory from last week was uh, we already covered yours uh mine was that i thought geraldine was going to kind of uh crack or or, or you know somehow yes. uh break open and and i was oh i was boy. also accurate oh so uh, you know i was excited yes. about that no so far yeah i know the bar set high we we were pretty right on our predictions last time okay well so i will just say i texted you last last night uh i was like it's it's uh i mean i guess like okay this is we kind of talked about this last time, but like maybe we should double specify that like then this portion is like a weird tier of spoiler in the sense that if you went on like Marvel <laughs> Wikia, <laughs> yeah. the stuff we're going to talk about has existed in the world for a minute. But like if you really want it to be a total, total mystery, we are kind of like cheating a little bit because we studied for the test. So, yeah, exactly. uh, having said that, it. it's. It's speed and Wiccan, right? I mean, yeah, like, it, it has to be, I feel like, uh, that I'm aware of, they, I think of them as Vision and Wanda's kids. I know that there's yeah. different, like, iterations, but that's how I think of those two characters. Completely. And they're Billy and Tommy, and, uh, or, like, you know, William and Thomas, and, you know, I mean, like, like I, that's what it's gotta be. And uh, So I, I think the next episode will be an 80s, Different strokesy kind of uh oh oh actually a better example three's company eighties was like big on like there's a little bit of a like we know a secret that we're trying to hide from the other people kind of thing yeah. so it's gonna yeah. be like three's company and they're trying to hide instead of hiding the fact that John Ritter's straight they're gonna be trying to hide the fact that they have these two super powered babies I, that's what yeah. I think I think I that's good and Wiccan and I think that that's gonna be the gist of episode four uh as as of course as the uh reality continues to shatter how about you what do you think totally well just to real quick go off yours um yeah there was a there was a moment when she was having the babies and uh and she really it's like it was like they're gonna stop at one and i was like and i was like no no they're gonna have another one just watch just watch deanna just watch (laughs) and then like and then like a moment went on too long and i was like and there was a moment I was like, oh, well, maybe not. Maybe the whole thing was just they were referencing the name. Maybe they're just going to have sure. one baby. Oh, my God, they're having another baby. Uh, <laughs> and so I was just, I was ecstatic. I don't know how I ever doubted it. But, um, but yeah, I, I mean, just thinking about the, the large, what this means for the larger MCU, 
I mean, I have no, they, they could take this so many ways. And I, I, the little, you know, nerd inside of me prays that this won't just be like a contained to WandaVision thing. And then they're going to like go away at the end of this show. Like, I really want them to be birthed into the reality that is MCU um, so that we well, can get speed and Wiccan along with the young Avengers, along with, you know, uh, Kate Bishop and Hawkeye and all that stuff, man. Totally. And I think also that if you think about how they definitely demonstrated to us that like Wanda willed them into existence, Wanda's pregnancy was not normal. I feel like they could very much have them be babies in the next episode, have them be uh, kind of ironically Olsen twin aged kids for the 90s episode. <laughs> yeah, and, you know good. what I mean? And then have them be yep. teenagers by the 2000s. I mean, like they could, I think, within the rules of what we've seen already in this series, age them up so that like uh-huh. if they wanted to, Jake Gyllenhaal can play one of them, you know, <laughs> like by the end of this, <laughs> you know, like. Uh, he's, or I guess he's no, he's already been Mysterio. No, Mysterio. no but, but that's but, that's even better. Mysterio makes the appearance. There this we is go. His there we origin go. story. <laughs> but uh, but you know what I mean. I think they I think they could do that if they want. I sure hope so. And then um, I will continue to bang my drum of. I mean, like I know yeah. Wanda is a mutant, but they're mutants, and I I still just think at some point in time in this season we're gonna get the word mutant. I think like I don't think. That uh, that we're gonna you know have uh, Colossus throw Wolverine in a fastball special you know like but I, I do think <laughs> I do think that mutant is going to be said I'm increasingly positive of it. God, what a way to introduce the mutants though! If just like out of left field, you just see Wolverine fly into screen, and <laughs> he's just like fastball special, fastball special, uh, Bub. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah, <Bub. laughs> Oh god. All right, uh, mine, uh, my my uh, theory for next episode is more structural, and it has to do with what you mentioned earlier about this uh, this episode. You thought maybe halfway through they were going to kind of break open and show us the outside mm-hmm. world a little more. I think that's I think that's what's going to happen next episode, and uh, they've already obviously shown us a bit at the end. Um, to be specific, I think we're going to get some big answers because you know if you think about it, the show is nine episodes long. The next episode will be the halfway point, or at the end mm-hmm. of it will be the halfway point, right, I suppose. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I, I just think structurally we have to start getting some answers here. Uh, they can't keep us in the dark too much longer. And although I think there will still be big questions about why and what and who, I think we're going to get just a like a, a big general, you know, this is, this is the setting. This is what we're seeing, um, and this is what S.W.O.R.D. has to do with it and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. And I have my theories. I do have my theories, but... Uh, I don't know how much I should get into that now or if I should save them for next episode. Well, yeah, right. Well, I mean, like, you, you got to, like, at least got at least call one because I agree with you. Right, I think right, we're right, finally right. going to get to see behind the curtains. So you have to. Uh, so put, put yeah, put some chips in the game. Put put some chips. So in let's there. see. Um, one thing I talked about a lot a lot about last time was the idea of this kind of Avengers standoff thing that I was talking about with maybe. Uh, sword is experimenting on Wanda or that kind of thing, right? Maybe yeah. there's like some sort of they're keeping her in prison somehow. And I've I kind of flipped that on my head, on its head this after this episode. I think a lot of us probably had the same thoughts. Wanda seems to be in some sort of self-imprisonment in my opinion. Yes. Um, judging by uh how everyone treats her, so I think, you know, there's the Agnes and Herb thing. We're all we're all what? We're all what, Herb? We're all, you know, we're all, and, and I mean, what, what does he say, right? And my theory, along with, I'm sure, a lot of other people, they're all dead, right? Yeah. Um, I think Wanda is 
has created this comfy home world for herself where all of these people probably from her past are uh here and they're here to comfort her including vision um but but what's happening is she's probably having some sort of you know disaster in the real world that's kind of uh growing larger and larger and sword is probably there to try and contain her and i would assume sent geraldine in to try and yes call her down from the inside or something right yes and i think i think i know who she is now i spent a lot of time this week thinking about it (laughs) and i think I don't actually know the character's name, and so I don't want to deep Google it, but I think she's the young girl from Captain Marvel. That's my... Do do you you think so? Confirm or deny that, or... Yeah, you know what? Uh, yeah, confirm or deny it. Is it? <laughs> is right. that right? I will. I will confirm it for you. Yes, you are correct. Yes. And the okay. only reason I'm confirming that for you is because that has been confirmed on cast lists and everything. Okay. For a while. I just now. I kept going like, okay, timelines, timelines. Like my brain just kept yeah. going like, I feel like we're supposed to know who she is, but we're not supposed to recognize her at this age. That's what I kept right, like getting right. like stuck on. And then I was like. Okay, who are the only like children we've even really seen in Marvel, you know, and then like I was like, well, it's not Spider-Man. That's like the present, you know, and then like it popped in there. Captain Marvel's the 90s. Like, yeah. So I'm okay. Yes. Yes. My name is Monica. The character's name is Monica Rambeau. Um, And any MC Who fans out there or anybody who wants to know more about Monica can go back and check out uh, one of our previous episodes all about Monica Rambeau. Um, what is good? Uh, what about that? How about that? I didn't, I didn't mean to tee you up like that. That's hey. Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, that's... Any more theories yeah. proper for you? I have one that's... Uh, so, it has to do with the commercials. For the third episode in a row, we've seen the same two people leading these commercials, right? Yes. And I have to wonder, are they sword agents that are trying to break through to Wanda or alternatively, are they like everybody else, someone from Wanda's past? And I'm just, it's kind of an interesting thing. Who are they? I did read one on the internet. It's not my own, although I wish it was. It's really juicy. It's really good. Should I say it? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There's a theory that the, the two of them are Wanda's parents. We've never seen them on screen. Oh, and it would might be interesting because again we're getting that tick 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 thing yeah. right and it kind of goes with uh the commercials which is also where the parents or these two people show up so it'd be kind of cool if we did see like a good cool idea kind of having a confrontation a cool with her parents at some point in this series yeah i love it man are, are they gonna bring uh what's his face back aaron taylor johnson are they gonna bring pietro back for this series you know, I kind of feel like, yes. He's dead, like I, right? I think he's dead, and I think it will be limited. Here's what I, you know what I think they could bring him back? I would love to see is, in the 90s, there was very much the stereotype of, like, the uncle that lived there, too. And, like, uh, <laughs> he's just Uncle Jesse. You know what I mean? Yeah, Uncle Jesse. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's, I, I could kind of see that. I could see it. That's uh, good. I hope it happens. Yeah. That's really good. Um, all right. Well, before we spiral too much longer, yeah. let's jump into our... Let's, yeah, snap it for me. Oh, it's satisfying. <laughs> Sorry, half of the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> our uh, watchers, uh, Easter eggs, 
uh, anything like that? Did you did you catch anything, Ben? Man, I gotta be honest. Uh, this time, I there were several in the first, maybe because it was more mysterious that I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's definitely this, that's definitely this. I didn't have any like proper Easter eggs other than I guess, I guess Speed and Wiccan, Bobby and Tommy. I, I mean, I probably bigger than an Easter egg, right? But like sure, that was sure. the one that my brain was just like, oh, that's Speed and Wiccan, and if it's not. I guess if it turns out that they're not Speed and Wiccan, then that's definitely a nod to the fans' Easter egg kind of thing. Right. How about you? I, man, I was I was I was searching hard. I was searching hard with all of the Easter eggs we got from the first two episodes. I was I was like, uh, Gravity O's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mister Haddock's the boss. Uh, you know, I, I I couldn't find anything. I I couldn't find anything on these people on this th- on this stuff. Um, but. The the one and it's it's a, it's a huge obvious one. I'm sure everybody picked it up. But the commercial, um, you know, every time this, these commercials are featuring a different, you know, the first one we had Stark, then we had uh, Strucker, yep. now we had Hydra Soak, right? Yes, um, right. But specifically, the quote that goes along with it, like uh, "Find the goddess within you" or something like that. Um, oh, that's right. So it's just kind of an interesting thing, like you know, if these commercials are like the outside world breaking through, or if it's her talking to herself. Uh, in some way, um, just what these what these taglines or what these they're trying to like convey yeah. to her. Yeah. You know? um, but honestly, that that's it. I, I didn't. I you know. Okay, just... that makes me feel better because like I, at this time I was like I just feel like there were a lot more Easter eggs proper in the first two, which is yeah. fine. I mean, I, well, I, yeah, they had more opportunity to do so. I think, be, but this time it was really substance over uh, fluff. I guess. Yes. Which uh, I, as far yeah. as the episode went, which I'm thrilled so. with. Yeah, for sure. Sweet. I guess we'll do this again next week. I'm gonna give us a little, uh, um, a little. Uh, what am I trying to say? Reading recommendation, uh, as I yes. did last week. And then I'll let you take us out. Yeah, Ben. Deal. Um, okay. So last week I, I suggested three things to you, and I was like, "Ooh, that's a lot." So this week I'm just gonna give you one. If anybody's interested out there, and by the way, I know comics can be like a, a huge. Uh, scary thing to jump into. Where do you start? How do you get access to them? Um, if you're a big Marvel fan, if you want to like learn a little more, that kind of thing, or just you're interested in reading more, um, uh, the Marvel Unlimited is an app and it's got a, you know, like a monthly fee or a yearly fee, but it's honestly for what, for what you're getting, which is access to everything that Marvel has come out with. Uh, there's like a, a six to eight month gap from current time stuff, but you have everything back to the beginning of their runs. There's right. so much to read. And all of this that I'm recommending to you can be found on there. Um, so, you know, it might be worth it, even if you just, uh, you know, just sign up for a couple months and, and do it that way. It's like, you know, seven bucks a month or something like that. Anyway, uh, this 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 week's recommendation, I'm going to recommend The Children's Crusade, which is an Avengers, uh, like a nine-issue Avengers run. Uh, are you familiar with this one, Ben? No. Tell me about it. Okay. So it's it's, a, it's The Young Avengers, all right. This is this is this is Wiccan and Speed. Oh, okay, and sure. Kate Bishop, Hawkeye, who we're gonna yes. see in an upcoming Hawkeye uh, Disney Plus show, um, alongside Hulkling, Pizza Dog. Who, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Hulkling, Patriot, uh, and, and basically, but this one specifically kind of focuses on um, on Billy and Tommy and them trying to like understand kind of a little more who they are and what their powers and whatnot and. Um, and so Wanda is a big part of it. Awesome. Um, it's easy to jump into, and you don't have to like need know any you know 
uh, previous knowledge or anything like that. But yeah, uh, Ch- the Avengers The Children's Crusade by uh, Alan Heinberg, and it was written back in 2010. Um, highly recommend it if you want to know more about Tommy and Billy, these two kids that are now in our Who world. really seem to be a big part of the uh, next few episodes. I'll just be shocked if not. Yeah, yeah, for real. Yeah. Great. We did awesome. it. We, all, we, we solved it. it. Uh, no, no reason to watch the rest of the episodes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We've all right. Well, it. so yeah, tune in next week. We'll we'll break down uh, episode four. I'm I'm sure that there will be plenty more to talk about, more Easter eggs, more mysteries, mm-hmm. etc. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to MC Who if you don't already and then shamelessly i'll say just yep subscribe to disney plus plus ben plus friends if you do Do not already yeah we'll continue to put and if you want bonus points subscribe to both shows download the episode (laughs) in both feeds and Mm -hmm. you you don't have to choose guys you can support both shows simultaneously while enjoying wandavision vision definitely yeah. All right. Well, great. All right. I guess last time, did we actually have a send off or did we just kind of talk? I don't and the remember. The music came back up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's fair. You d- I don't remember either. I don't uh, remember. <laughs> we'll, we'll see you next week. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Bye.